Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Boys of 161st Street. Thanks for joining us today, as always. Before we get this rolling, we would really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. All right, that's enough begging. This is another episode of Roll Call, a miniseries where we individually talk about each player on the Yankees. 15 minutes starts now. Welcome back to another episode of Roll Call. This episode is going to be all about our boy, Skinny Gary, Gary Sanchez. What we got about Gary? Gary had uh, another year where he is kind of on the shelf here and there. That's kind of the, the general trend with Gary. He, I, in my opinion, this year it might be a little different. I was going to say, in a regular 162, you can probably count him in for a maximum of like 120 games. Because he's just, no matter like if he's having an injury or... Anything he just has those nagging injuries that get him out for like twenty games, and then he's on, and then he's out, and then he's on. It's just I don't know. Lots of, gro- lots of groin problems. Yeah, a lot of groin problems. He just can't really get the the running. And maybe that's because he was fat before. So now him being skinny might help a lot with that. I, it's one of those things. You look at catchers, you know, across baseball forever, and uh, it's not like they're all in great shape. You get yeah. your, you know, a few of these guys that are that are just kind of machines, but, um, they're, they're more, you know, they're a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more warm, fluffy, <laughs> but I, I think that what they do is they've been their flexibility and the way that they, they move is just, uh, it's so unique. I mean, you look at, look at guy like the Molina brothers, like those guys are hosses, like from the waist, they're just like, they're tanks and, but they can move so swiftly and easily. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy in how they train their bodies with that. But you say skinny Gary, like, we'll see what happens after <laughs> quarantine after like, you know, bunch of a bunch of uh you know eating uh you know whatever the hell he's eating you know behind the scene ring dings and 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 uh twinkies and like whatever else when you're sitting at home bored as all hell eating whatever it's very hard to be disciplined when you're quarantined yeah for sure i mean uh, just just to get moving i mean i know they're obviously doing the workouts and stuff but you i mean they're not gonna be moving at the same level or the same capacity as they were before because even like on a daily basis, you burn calories just by walking places, and you go, you're you're just going to your workout and going home, and then eating like you said, ring ding. So, I mean, any weight that he lost could have just been gained back like that. So, I don't know. Skinny Barry, Skinny Gary might have been short lived. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, you never know. Oh yeah. So looking into his stats a little bit, last year he had a little bit. He was he was hot at one point. He, he's a very streaky player, so that just. Who he is? He ended up at 232 for a batting average, 316 OPS, OBP. I mean, he only played 106 games, and honestly, I feel like that'll be more of the same. If depending on how many games we play, this is I can't predict anything with that. But man's still young. He's going into his age 27 season or 26 right now. He was an All Star last year. 
I expect more of the same out of Gary. He's, he's just a career 246 hitter, so he's always going to hit around there. He's never going to really bat for 300 or anything like that. But actually, he did his rookie year. If you remember when his rookie year, he came in guns blazing, bad two. He was the best player in baseball for, yeah. for like Unbelievable. a month. He was hitting, you know, he was on like Babe Ruth trajectory as far as home <laughs> runs. The guy was insane. Yeah, he, he, had came, 20. Yeah, he came up in like July or maybe even August, hit 20 home runs, and then all of a sudden was second rookie of the year <laughs> after playing half a season. So that was pretty incredible. Yeah, that is wild. Who won rookie of the year that year? 2016. I don't even remember the the one thing I'm I'm really Bryant just, won the NL. I don't know who won. The we saw Michael like Fulmer. on his end, uh, the defensive side to me is like the the one area where I want Michael to see, Fulmer. Yeah, just like Michael. Oh yeah, yeah, Fulmer <laughs> won it. That's right. Because they were talking about crazy deals that, coming off of that Fulmer Rookie of the Year. They valued him so high when they were talking about trades. But yeah. um, they uh, this guy uh, Tanner Swanson who's coming in really kind of like over overhauling the catchers philosophy and the way that that he approaches things i think is going to be really good there's two things i think are going to be really good for gary sanchez coming in is the the um the tanner swanson effect like i think we're going to see more of the emphasis i mean he's already talked about this uh talking about you know having the majority of the borderline pitches low are the ones that you can improve upon and he's he's making a focus point on that like that's one of his big philosophies and what we're seeing is gary sanchez buying in right like i love the buy-in part we're seeing the buy-in. We're seeing that flexibility getting lower. It's going to help a lot of different elements of his body, blocking, defensive-wise. Just like we're going to see more of that. I love that. Uh, get that ass down, baby. Like, <laughs> get me, get me that glove down. Let's see you block some balls and let's get going. Um, and then the other side of it is Cole, is the Garrett Cole effect. Like the pro, the professionalism that Garrett Cole brings in makes you level up immediately, right? Like yeah. you're coming in like this guy is in the lab, like figuring shit out. You better figure it out too, or you're going to be left behind. You're not going to be on the same caliber as him. Like I think that will directly affect not only the pitchers, but that relationship with Gary Sanchez. I think is going to be dynamic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Garrett Cole is going to make so many people better. We we were even talking about just his impact on the younger arms and the pitching staff, and honestly, his impact on those younger arms, making them all more professional. That'll all impact Gary because whenever Gary is catching, which is the majority of the time, he's going to have more professional pitchers throwing to him, maybe more accurate pitchers and like obviously he has the, the issues with the past balls if you got guys like Garrett Coulter and you who aren't as wild and no they can literally put a ball wherever they want it to be Gary's not gonna be crossed up as much and that has been an issue of Gary's before he just like I don't know I mean Gary just what were his numbers in 2018 he led the league in pass balls though so honestly I'm pretty sure he set a major league record yeah <laughs> he may have set he had a major 18 league. I think 18 pass balls 16 or 18, yeah. The, uh, to me, um, it's it's like it's crazy. the optics of it are just uh, they drive me nuts. I, I don't like to harp on it as much anymore, just because it's it is what it is. Like it's, it's a, like beating a dead horse for me, yeah. it's just because I talked about it so much at the time. But he's he's definitely like we saw improvement last year. I think we saw some, and a lot yeah. of that goes back to footwork and technique and like the way that you're going about things. And I think um, just having a new guy in his ear with with uh, Tanner Swanson, I think is going to be really good for him and just you know, working at his craft a little bit more. He's another year older, he's a little bit more mature. Like I think all these things will help him grow. And yeah, if he's taking care of his body too, like that's a good thing. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Like lay off the ring dings and in, in, in uh in quarantine <laughs> and we'll be okay. Yeah. But I mean guys like Burke Gardner are eating garbage and he seems to play every game every year. So I don't know. It works yeah, he's an anomaly though. He's just he's the genetics man. There's people that have it and the people farm, that don't the farm strength. <laughs> but actually with with the uh pass balls 
he did improve last year. He went yeah. from the worst in the league, leading the league, obviously setting a record, which isn't a good record to set. And then last year he was middle of the pack for fastballs. And I mean, that's a pretty drastic improvement. And now adding Tanner Swanson, like you said, I mean, the progression can only get better, right? I mean, or, or if it stays the same, that's just as, just as good. And honestly, if we get Gary to be a middle-of-the-pack defender defensively, then that's more than enough because the, the bat is the reason why he stays in the lineup. The bat is the reason why he's an all-star. The bat is everything and one of the most impact bats in this lineup, and he's always that scary Gary at the plate. Like, at any point, he'll hit one 700 feet. <laughs> it's just wild. Plus, he's got a cannon. He's got a freaking cannon yeah. of an arm, so yeah. a lot of that defensive stuff he can make up for because of what he does by controlling the base runners yeah. on the base path by just being there, you know, like with the thought of, Hey, I might snap a throw behind you at first base. Like that, that fear is definitely in the, uh, in the thought of some of these guys when they're, when they're trying to do more things. And like, you look at like some of the stuff that he's cleaned up, which was visible last year. Like you could see that he was better. And I think when you go back to even like 2018 and you're looking that far back, one of the problems I had was that as you're getting later in the season and depending on when you, where you are in a game, you guys got like, you get, you have guys like D Rob, or uh, Tanaka, who part of their game is to be low in the zone and drop those breaking balls in front of, or, you know, like just beyond the plate. And if you don't have the confidence that your guy is going to block that, well, now it's changing your mindset and what pitch you can throw late in the game. And that will affect you as a pitcher. So there was a trickle down effect for him not being able to get to those balls, which was pissing me off because now you're directly affecting what these guys are doing as far as their decision-making and what they would do in-game in certain situations. Run around third, or is, are you, is Tanaka going to drop something low that he needs to with having the confidence that maybe Gary's not going to block it? Who knows? Maybe that goes into his mind too much and he leaves it up. So there's a lot of things that I think go into that, uh, but we're seeing the improvements, which is which is good. And you know, last year was definitely marked improvement. Yeah, and Gary's arm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Gary's and arm. And they're is- also – oh, my bad. No, go ahead. I was going to say that uh, Garrett Cole also comes in with his knuckle curve. That's He's got to be able to throw that, and Garrett's got to be able to get in front of that. And then also Montgomery's coming back, and his best pitch is a curveball. Junk. Same with Herman. Yeah, a lot of those guys. Guys, looking to last longer? Go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And they're chewable, so they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once you're approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Uh, you know, keep it low, and that's the name of the game for them. So if you can keep it in front, then 
like you said, the confidence thing. Yeah, and I mean, Gary's arm is just, like you said, it's just a rocket launcher for an arm. The most exciting play to me is, I'm sure you guys remember the play where he snapped it back to second and got out uh, Eddie, Eddie, who was it? Eddie uh, Rosario? Rosario. Was it Eddie Rosario or was it? I thought it was, I thought it was Red Star. Maybe yeah, it was uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, former Yankee. He snapped him back to second. That Nunez. was the most exciting. Nunez. Nunez. That's oh, Nunez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Rodriguez. That's a pitcher. <laughs> but Yeah. Who I, owns the Yankees? The numbers against the Yankees don't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just his throws, his snap throws are just so exciting. And the Gary to Glaber is just an unbelievable combination there. It's just so exciting having them. And that's going to be obviously for years to come now. Like Glaber moving back over to short and solidifying that position. I mean... They just have the chemistry down with their throws. Glaber's good at the tagging, like the Javi Baez style, and Gary can just send one. I mean, I would like to see, like, you know how they pull up those stats during, like, mid-game where they have, like, the miles per hour on the throws, like the pop time. I would like to see, like, pop time stats just pop up on the screen. That would just be cool to see. Just That'd be kind of cool. Like, so like a stat cast kind of thing? Yeah, because they do stat cast for everything else. Why not see something Same like thing that? with the jump, too, maybe. That'd be cool. They yeah, had that. They, didn't they do a couple of games where they had the uh, the nerds in the booth doing that? It was like Amazon got their uh, AWS stuff in there, and there were it was one or two oh, games yeah. where they just did like all sabermetric type uh, uh, stats for an entire game. Yeah, and you had um, you had some of those guys commentating on it. I, I, I see, especially if we come back with a a weird shortened season with nobody in the stands, like they're going to be experimenting with more of that digital stuff, I think, which, yeah. which is, which is cool. And it makes it more mainstream. Like that would be fun. That would be cool to see pop time and, and uh, you know, the, the, um, the timing of the, of the pitch or that miles per hour from, from home to second. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think they definitely, if it's a shortened season with no fans, they're going to put a lot of stuff like that and make it like you, you guys said on your podcast, more of like a, like a theatric, like just a lot of things going on that outside of the game, just for entertainment value, sort of like how the WWE does it. It's just, and, yeah. and you just it's see an more. Experiment. Of the, yeah, you got to. Yeah, and you see more Mike of the guys' personalities too. I would love to see people. Mike, now's the time. They got there's no crowd shots anymore. It's the shortened yeah. season. There's ever a time. I mean, there's just so many questions with us too, specifically about the Gary thing, because we always make fun of it whenever. Uh, like he has the mound visits and stuff. Like, what are they talking about? Because Gary was isn't very good at English. And then you have guys when, when him and Tanaka are together. That is just the most curious time for me. I'm just like, what could they possibly be talking about right now? And I know they probably know baseball terms and stuff like that, but like, I just would love to hear that. And if they are mic'd up during that, that would be just a one content. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd be surprised if they gave us that type of stuff, but it would be great. Yeah. To hear. And I mean, specifically talking about Gary's English recently, he, it seems like he got a PR guy. I wanted to talk about that on one of our podcasts, but I mean, he is on his like Instagrams and everything like that. He has perfect English now. (laughs) I don't know where that came from because before he wasn't speaking anything like that. It was mainly Spanish. So I think he just got a PR guy, which is funny because he was talking about like MVP baseball or like what what game was it? RBI baseball. RBI baseball. And I commented on it. I was like, we're, we're playing MLB the show, Gary. Stop. <laughs> it was just funny because he just has the most perfect English now out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the translator uh, is works with a bunch of those guys too. And I'm sure he's, you know, not doing too much right now. So he's probably working a little bit more one-on-one, yeah. helping them with their social. And I'm sure they've got guys like that too. Plus, I think you'd be surprised on how well he speaks English. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> a lot, I think a lot of these guys are like, they, they don't want to do as many interviews. Like Ichiro is a great example of that. Like he English. Point. Like he knew he he spoke way more English than most people realized 
but he's like, I'm not going to do it. Cause then I got to do more interviews and I don't want to do more interviews. Yeah. It's pretty smart. Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyway, forecasting Gary for this year, what do we expect out of him? I think a shortened season. I mean, I don't think I know a shortened season would be way better for him. Cause if he's a guy who can't really play a full 162, maybe he can get a full season this year. Who knows? I mean, and with those stats, because I think the biggest thing with Gary is his batting average isn't always there because he's always in and out of the lineup. And that's not ever good for somebody who's trying to get hot. So if he can piece together a full year this year, I personally think he can get that batting average way up to like around the 270 area, which is where I'd love to see Gary. Because if you've got a power hitter like that hitting 270, that's, we're talking like not MVP, but MVP race. He could be up there. I mean, in year two, he was 22nd in MVP. So... I think I think if we see the power numbers and the productions there, then that's that's really all at the end of the day they're going to care about. They're you know his on base percentage is, you know it is what it is. If he's production, <laughs> if he's got production and driving in runs, and we're starting to see that ball pop a little bit, like they're the other numbers will they'll be what they are. But um, if he's productive and driving in runs, like that's where we want him. I think. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't I think, think the batting average is going to be a thing that he's ever going to excel in. Yeah, I think last year I believe was his he was his career high in home runs, and uh, he only played you know ninety games. So I think that if he can hit two fifty, two sixty, keep the power numbers up, keep the RBI numbers up, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean if you remember, he had that, he had that race with uh, Glaber for the team leader in home runs, and he they were just hitting them back and forth together. And you're right, Gary didn't he only played one hundred six games, so thirty four home runs in one hundred six games. If he ended up playing the full season, that's f- almost 50 home runs. So, I mean, I'm just, he's just an exciting guy every time he's in the box. He always, like, I remember I was at uh, that ALDS game, whatever it was, in 2018. The only one we did win against the Red Sox. And that game, he had two home runs. And one of them literally left the ballpark. And I was just sitting there, standing up, smiling, and all the Red Sox fans around me, and Matt included. And he, it was just, he's just one of those exciting players that can just hit a bomb, even if he's in the worst slump of his life. He'll just get a hold of one, and it, it'll never land. <laughs> that that ball was a freaking moonshot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when he gets behind it, yeah, he gets that ass behind a ball. It's, it's, yeah. It's yeah, and not just Glaber. He also killed the Orioles last year too. He now maybe not as much, but pretty he, sure everybody killed the Orioles last year. Yeah, but I mean, them, <laughs> them spits, I mean, everybody in every team kills the Orioles. But he had like. Just like Labor, just as many home runs. And it's just so exciting with him. I'm, that's all I have to say. But I'm excited about Gary. Big Gary guy. <laughs> Big Gary guy. Yeah. No, he's he's going to be good, man. I, I think this is, uh, whenever the hell we play, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch him. I, I really like the uh, the Cole Sanchez yeah. dynamic. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Please don't let me down. When you're going to play that song. When you're going to earn that pay. When you're going to play that song and make my she said, play that song The one that makes me go all night long The one that makes me think of you That's all you gotta do hey, 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 Play that song The one that makes me stay until dawn Get top.
when you gonna strum it My girl just heard the song and you should play it cause she loves it Can you get me off the hook, get them fingers picking Now I'll throw some money in your cup, mister please don't let me down When you gonna play that song now, why you gotta hesitate When you gonna play that song and make my day She said, play that song 